Is Ripple going to buy FTX? Why did Solana use 1 billion USDT stablecoins? And what is up with GBTC? That and more in the crypto market talk this week. After a very turbulent last week, we will continue with the FTX crisis. Of course, we'll quickly discuss some market news, but we'll also have a look onto Bitcoin and Ethereum. Then we'll talk about XRP, the token and Solana at the end. But first, let's get started with this new story right here. Of course, everyone kind of expected it after the FTX crisis. We have here President Joe Biden leads critical call for game-changing global Bitcoin and crypto rules after shock FTX collapse. Now, of course, the G20 has met in Indonesia last week and technically he was referring to the Financial Stabilities Board proposal or their rules. And he's saying, we welcome the FSB's proposed approach for establishing comprehensive international framework for the regulation of crypto asset activities based on the principle of same activity, same risk, same regulation. Now, of course, in the EU, we have the Mika law that is being kind of discussed as we speak, but pretty much it's going to get confirmed in about one or two months. So this could potentially lead even the global regulation basis. Now, whether the FSB or the US or specifically President Biden will follow through with this specific regulation, we will see. But of course, he was also mentioning the crisis on FTX. And this is technically what we've all feared, that a centralized exchange is going under and they will start regulating decentralized exchanges and decentralized protocols but how much does ftx actually owe its creditors how much are there in are they really in the hole we've heard different numbers 1 billion 3 billion 50 billion even but now the first document that has come out of the insolvency uh, documentation of the chapter 11 documentation and it says here that one customer is being owed 236 million US dollars. This is the biggest creditor. The next one is around 201 and the third here at 174 million. So in total, this adds up to about 3.1 billion US dollars in credit that they still owe to the creditors. It's a lot of money but it's actually way less than the industry expected we all expected around 8 to 10 billion us dollars but right now seeing 3 billion us dollars will be quite interesting to see which companies are behind it again in the chapter 11 bankruptcy documentation we don't see the specific customer name of course there are some big funds here that owe a lot of or have a lot of money within the ftx exchange However, this could cause some other problems. We're talking about GBTC as well. GBTC is, of course, the grayscale Bitcoin trust, which we expect, which we all expected to turn into an ETF fairly soon. But now it looks like trouble because the discount nears 50% for the GBTC compared to the Bitcoin spot price. Now, this could potentially be an interesting trade, of course. Although, and here comes the next problem, Digital Currency Group, which is also connected to Grayscale, 
is currently having liquidity issues. They are trying to raise about a billion US dollars. At least that's what the headlines say. And this could potentially also mean that the GBTC trust is potentially in danger. Now, what could happen here? We have technically two options. On one side, they could wind it down and just close up shop. But I don't think so because the Grayscale Bitcoin Trust has great reputation in the industry and should kind of work as a separate business also because of its own reputation. So one of the analysts is saying that it's more likely that someone like Fidelity buys it and keeps it operating. So very possible that GBTC or Grayscale as a kind of separate company is being spun off and sold away now again big problem here is the digital currency group now the digital currency group is one of the biggest investors in the crypto space has created different crypto companies and again one is the grayscale bitcoin trust it looks like they might need 1 billion us dollars and that fairly soon these were the rumors last week when it came to just general Bitcoin and crypto stuff. It looks very much like they will probably try to raise a billion US dollars this week. So we should be prepared for a volatile week ahead. One, I want to say more positive news is this news right here. El Salvadorian President Nayib Bukele have decided to accumulate Bitcoin at a pace of one Bitcoin per day. Because on Wednesday last week, Nayib Bukele has tweeted, we are buying one Bitcoin every day starting tomorrow. So starting Thursday last week, they would be buying one Bitcoin every day, regardless of the price. Could be quite interesting to see until when they will uh, keep buying. And of course, Justin Sun, a crypto personality and Tron cryptocurrency founder, also wanted to jump in and he is looking to mimic Bukele's accumulation strategy. So it could be quite interesting. Not really sure whether this is bullish compared to all the other news. But if we look at the Bitcoin chart in general here, we can see, of course, it is getting tighter and tighter here. So the range has been broken. We know this already. And now the bad news keep adding up. Yesterday, for example, we talked about the FTX hack that happened last week. And the hacker started to sell his Ethereum tokens as well. We'll talk about that in a few seconds. But he also started to exchange those Ethereum tokens into REN BTC. And that in turn means that he will probably try to send those BTC BTC through a mixer and then cash out. So this could potentially mean that our price at around 12 to 14,000 is actual potential reality. So it is very interesting still to see. Again, buying zones would be here with kind of the, the uh, wick from time to time to go even below 10K. I'm, I'm not kind of um, exaggerating. I think it's really a possibility here. But again, let's stay positive and let's focus on this an interesting uh, buy entry position. Now, one graphic that I found here on Twitter that is um, explaining what exactly has happened in the last couple of months and how are they really connected is this graphic right here. Of course, we've had the Luna anchor implosion that happened. And there are actually rumors that the FTX group was involved in some kind of capacity. Now, of course, because of FTX, companies like BlockFi are probably insolvent as well. Three Arrows Capital as well. We 
we have Celsius some here as well. We have Alameda Research. We have the Digital Currency Group. And they are, of course, all related and connected to the SEC. So that begs the question, who are the regulators protecting us exactly from if stuff like this can happen all the time? Now, again, this has nothing to do with the DeFi space, nothing to do with the decentralized finance space. This is all kind of more centralized finance happening here. But again, it is a lot of rumors still on this page. So let's not kind of jump to too many conclusions here. Now, next story we have here, of course, is the Ethereum story that I've talked about just now. So we've had about 40,000 Ethereum move to a wallet, to a new wallet. And we did expect that the hacker would start selling these 40,000 Ethereum. He still has around 200,000 worth of Ethereum. So 200,000 Ethereum tokens, not just US dollar value. So that's actually a lot. And that could potentially mean that Ethereum, but as well, Bitcoin could be under price pressure. Why? Because the hacker started to move some of his Ethereum down through the REN bridge to REN BTC. That's, of course, a wrapped BTC token with potentially of selling these as Bitcoin afterwards. So this could become a big issue this week. It's, of course, the question whether it will be done this week, but that could, of course, mean a volatile week is ahead. Now, if we jump into the Ethereum price, we see something similar right here. We see that the buy opportunity of a lifetime could be coming up. Again, we've already reached kind of three digit numbers with Ethereum in the last crisis. But the question is, will we even go lower into the 600s? Of course, I've marked here an interesting buy zone. So it could be quite interesting to see whether we will start buying at around 600 US dollars pretty soon. One other party that we didn't expect from this FTX story is Ripple. Now, Ripple has had its conference in London, the Ripple Swell Conference. And there the CEO, Brad Garlinghouse, mentioned that FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried actually called him before the Chapter 11 bankruptcy was announced. And he mentioned that he wanted to sell parts of FTX's business to Ripple. Now, Brad Garlinghouse was interested, of course, but he couldn't make the huge decision of buying an asset that is currently going under, very similar to Binance, of course. But now the big question is, what part of the business would Brad Garlinghouse and Ripple actually buy off? Could it be the FTX US part, which is a regulated exchange and could be interesting for Ripple as well, because Ripple is them are themselves in an SEC conversation. So this could be kind of an interesting story. Now asked whether the FTX business is still on the table, he mentioned, yes, of course, we will have a look at it. However, with chapter 11, this will become much, much more complicated than it was two weeks ago. So it will be interesting to see whether Ripple will actually start buying FTX assets. I do doubt it though, because right now I do think other people or other entities are more interested in FTX potentially. Now the XRP price, as we can see it here, it's kind of going back and forth, not really deciding whether the SEC news is finally going to be uh, out and the SEC decision whether XRP is going to be a security or not will come out. And I do think that we will see a decision before Christmas. I'm not completely sure yet, but I do think it is a possibility. So definitely have a look on this chart and keep an eye out on the SEC decision because this could be a huge bullish catalyst for not only XRP but the entire market.
Now let's talk about the Solana connection with FTX. I've mentioned that FTX was holding about 10% of all the Solana tokens, but the problem doesn't stop there. The main problem is that FTX and Alameda Research were so invested in the Solana ecosystem that with them kind of falling away, what will happen to the Solana ecosystem as a whole? Now, of course, they have mentioned, so the Solana Foundation have, has mentioned kind of how many assets they're actually holding. And as we can see here, around 134 million in SRM tokens, which is also a Solana-based token, and then 3.4 million FTT tokens, which technically is also a Solana-based token. So we're looking at around 29 and then 4.4 million US dollars, which just before the crash was actually worth close to 200 million US dollars. Now, of course, this puts a hole into the Solana Foundation. However, the Solana Labs company, which is independent, is still very, very well capitalized. So I do think that them having the money to survive at around 30 months or so in terms of a runway could actually mean that the Solana Foundation should be fine as well. However, one bad news is also that Solana is losing 1 billion US dollars in USDT to Ethereum in Tether chain swap because Tether has mentioned that they will swap the Tether away from the Solana blockchain back to the Ethereum blockchain. Has many reasons. On, on one side, of course, the Ethereum blockchain right now is not as expensive. That's for one. And the other part is, of course, that Solana's future is a bit unknown and Tether wants to be safe there. So they have switched it back to ERC20 about a billion USDT and the Tether sub total supply will not change during this process. So it's just a chain swap, some jumping from one chain to the other. But that, of course, means that the kind of asset is no longer available on the Solana blockchain. Now, looking at the chart, it still doesn't look good. We have reached a new kind of very low here at around 11.79. And the big question is whether it will recover, because I've just read now that the Solana trade is either going to be the best trade of the next three years or it's going to end up at zero. There is no in between. There is no Solana going back and forth between 10 and 20 or 30 US dollars. This thing will either go to 500 or it will go to zero. And right now, the points are pointing more actually towards zero. So I would be very, very careful when touching Solana. But again, the risk reward for some traders might be there. That was it from the Crypto Market Talk this week. Make sure that you subscribe to this channel to not miss any other crypto news. I will see you on the next one. Have a good one.